you have to be willing to challenge the imposter syndrome, to challenge the fear, to challenge the lack of confidence. It's like you have this thing inside you that's so special and so unique and so good and so valuable. We don't want to waste it. We don't want to allow a lack of confidence or a mindset issue or imposter syndrome to keep that thing from making its way into your workplace. I can practice bringing myself back to the truth of how I am at my job, which is, okay, maybe I'm not perfect, but I'm pretty damn good. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. If you've been listening to the show for a while, thank you. Welcome back. And if you're new, welcome to the show and welcome to this community. Welcome to the art of speaking up. I'm Jess. I'm the creator of this show and I've been doing it since 2018. I had a career in the corporate space, a very successful career in the nine to five space. And now I'm a coach for women in the nine to five space. And through this podcast and through my content and through my private one-on-one coaching, I help you find your voice and I help you feel confident in your role. And I also help you rise up in your career. I believe that you can have the success that you want, the roles that you want, while also enjoying your career and feeling good about yourself and feeling strong inside. I think how you feel inside is as important as the promotions and the outcomes that you create. And like, trust me, I love a good promotion. I love raises. I feel like for me, (laughs) when I'm working with a client who gets a promotion or gets a big raise, It is like crack cocaine for me. It feels so good and I love it so much. But the real reason that I do this work and like what's really beneath all the surface is feeling powerful. Like I want to help you and help other women feel powerful because our relationship with feeling powerful is so complex and so challenging and so rich and so exciting and so juicy. And that is the work that I'm here for. So I'm so glad you're here. And today I'm talking about the single most important thing for your professional success. And I'm really curious as you're listening to this, if you're going to guess it. And I'm really curious what you think it is. And if it turns out to be what you thought, or if the thing that I share with you turns out to be different than what you think the single most important thing for your professional success is. The reason that I decided to do this episode, which is most likely going to become part of a multi-part series because I have so much to share on it, but the reason that I decided to do it was because a part of me was thinking that I bet there, maybe not you, but someone there, I bet there are women out there that are thinking that the single most important thing for your success is different than what I think it is. Now, of course, I'm bringing in my opinions, my perspectives, my biases, but these are the perspectives that worked really well for me in my career and that work really well for my clients. And so 
open your mind here. This is going to be, I think, one that makes you think a little bit differently about yourself and your career path, and I'm so excited to dive in. Before I hop in, if you are interested in getting some of my free goodies, head over to justgazetcoaching.com slash free resources. I will link it in the show note. You can find my free ebook, which is called The Smart, Ambitious Woman's Guide to Assertiveness in the Workplace. It walks you through finding an assertive voice. It has both encouragement in it and actual exercises that you can do to help reframe some of the beliefs that you have that might make it difficult for you to speak powerfully and assertively. And on the free resources page, you will also find my free executive communication course called Speak Like a CEO. It's a video course and it teaches you the foundations for sounding professional, authoritative, and powerful in a room, which gets me really excited. So head over to jessgussetcoaching.com slash free resources to get those. And now let's talk about the most important thing for your professional success. I feel like I need a drum roll here because this feels like a big moment. The most important thing for your professional success is your reputation. And I think that we often don't think about our reputation. And I think it is so common to focus on all of these other things, like to focus on the work that we're doing, to focus on the project, to focus on the day-to-day, which of course makes sense, right? But when you step back and you look at what are all the projects feeding into, what is the one thing that all of the work that you show up for every day funnels into? Like, where does it all go, right? You did a, you did a project well, you're doing well in your job, you spoke up powerfully in the meeting, and then what, right? And then what happens? What happens is all of those instances build towards this thing that lives in people's minds called your professional reputation. And your professional reputation is so important because it is the thing that feeds you both into new opportunities within your company when people in your company are advocating for you to move ahead because you moving ahead is almost always going to depend on someone else advocating for you. And it also plays a big role when you're pursuing new positions in other companies and switching roles, right? That is why we give references and that is why so many employers, the last mile before they give you the offer is they talk to people who have worked with you and the thing that they are trying to understand is what is your reputation? What is the story that people have about you in their minds and does it fit with what they're looking for? And what I have found to be true in my own career and what you will probably find to be true in your career also is that your reputation can function as like this power tool. I want you to think about like construction equipment that lifts really, really heavy things. It is always so terrifying when you see like a construction crane like lifting a heavy thing. It's always so scary. Like, is it going to drop? Of course it's not going to drop, but it's terrifying to watch. But I really want you to think about how there are these construction, I don't even know. Like, I love how I bring examples onto the episodes and I'm like, I don't know what it's called. I don't know, but I'm using it as an example. But like, a construction car, a crane, I don't know, like a construction car that lifts something heavy. 
And the reason that it can lift something so heavy that a human for sure could not lift, right, is because it's designed in a very smart way where that construction tool can create a ton of leverage. So it can create an enormous amount of force to move something really, really heavy even if the you know construction tool itself isn't that big, isn't that complicated, right? It's just designed in such a way that it can lift this really heavy thing and create this really remarkable result. And that is what your professional reputation is. When you have a really strong, solid professional reputation, it functions like a power tool and it does the heavy lifting. If you are interviewing for a role and you have glowing references, or if you are going for a promotion and the stakeholders in your organization love you and are kind of obsessed with you, it puts you over that last mile in such a potent way and it has such an impact on the speed with which you move up or with which you get the roles that you want to get. And that's why it's so important. And I think we rarely think about like our professional reputation. It's just not something that I see as top of mind for people, but it's literally the most important thing. So it should be top of mind. And there are a couple of things that I want to share with you about reputation. And the first is, and this is, I'm going to start with the foundational stuff just so you can start wrapping your head around this and really like seeing how important this is and really understanding what this is. So I'm going to start with foundational stuff and then I'm going to get into like the action items for you and helping you understand what all of this information means for you and what you might want to think about and go out and do in your day-to-day career to strengthen your professional reputation. But I like to start with the foundations because I know that if you see why it's important and you can see the bigger picture of why it matters so much, it's going to motivate you to take the action. Because like so much of the action that I suggest that you take when I share advice on the show, it can be scary, it can be hard, it can put you out of your comfort zone. And so in order to incentivize you to move out of your comfort zone, I really want you to be aware of why it's so important to do it in the first place so you don't talk yourself out of it. Because I used to talk myself out of doing scary things. So I've shared this before, but I had a phase in my career where I didn't want to do anything scary, but I was willing to work really, really hard. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to like do a lot of work and be the person who says yes and just be so good at everything that I'll get all the things I want professionally and I'll never have to like have a scary conversation or feel vulnerable or do something that goes out of my comfort zone. And what I learned is that good work alone is not, unfortunately, it's often not enough for career growth and for rapid career progression, which is what I was interested in. And I think once you can see the bigger picture and understand that even though these actions might feel scary, if you can understand what kind of advantages they're going to create for you professionally, you'll be incented to get out of your own way faster and to be more willing to do scary things that you might not have been willing to do initially before you really understood how powerful they could be in your career. And I'm sharing this with you as someone who... I mean, there's like my present self and my past self. And then there's just me. (laughs) And me as a person, 
I'm I've, I'm someone who's always been very worried, very anxious thinker, not someone who just flings myself into scary things, like very hesitant, like a like a little scared kitten, right? Like I have a big part of that in my personality. And I'm sharing this with you as someone who has consistently gotten in my own way, consistently held myself back and seen how that slowed down my professional growth. And also as someone who's been through that and to the other side of that and learned how to just change my relationship with fear, change my relationship with risk taking and has seen what that has done for my confidence in my career. So I just want you to know that as I suggest scary things and as I get deeper into this topic of professional reputation and for all the scary things that I suggest that you do to advance your career, I just want you to know that I understand what it's like to be really, really scared of it. And I want you to know that I understand what it's like to be the person listening, thinking I'm the most scared, I'm the worst at this, like maybe other people can face their fears, but I can't. Like I understand what it is like to be in that thinking. And I know that it's hard And I also want to offer you the opportunity to listen and have trust when I tell you that there isn't anything about you that makes you exceptionally different such that you have no control or decision-making power around what fears you are willing to face. No one gets to decide that except for you, and you get to make all of those decisions based on what is important for you professionally and based on how ready and willing you feel to take risks and do scary things. With that, I wanna share a couple foundational things about professional reputation to really help you see the importance of it. And then I'm going to continue diving deeper into what to do to build a very powerful professional reputation so that you land roles with more ease, so that you get big promotions, so that all of the cool, exciting stuff comes to you faster. So the first thing that I wanna share when it comes to professional reputation is that reputation does not equal skills. So I want you to imagine like the visual of like reputation equal sign with a slash through it. Reputation does not equal skills. You can be highly skilled without having a reputation that matches how skilled you are. And on the flip side of that, and you, you will see this in your career, this is everywhere in corporate, you can have a strong reputation without having really strong skills. And so how does this happen and how is it true that reputation and skills are so loosely related in some ways? It's true because reputation doesn't get formed based on our skills, it gets formed based on people's perception of our skills and based on what people see, which means that if you are a really hard worker and you're good at what you do and you're a smart thinker and you're a go-getter, but that narrative, that story, that information isn't making it to the leaders around you, to your manager in a clear and consistent way, your reputation might not reflect the true level of your skills. And that is exactly the trap that I was talking about that I fell into of like, let me just work really hard and never do anything scary. Well, the problem is you can think about it like a leaky hose, right? So if you turn on the hose and there's lots of water rushing through the hose, but there's holes in the hose, 
then by the time the water is coming out the other side of the hose, it looks like there's not that much water. And that's what can happen with your skills and your reputation. You can be really good at what you do, lots of water in the hose, but if there's leaks in terms of people seeing what you do and understanding your contribution, then the water that comes out the other end, like the water that they see, isn't really representative of the true water, the true skills that you bring to the role. And that's why I'm talking about this on the show and talking about this topic, because this is a place where the art of speaking up, where advocating for yourself, right, where taking those risks and using your voice is going to have a major impact on your career. And if you're like me and you're pretty skilled to begin with, you might as well get credit for it. And like what happens is, I think so often as women, we do all this hard work, we do, we hustle, we do the things. And then it's that last mile of just like making sure people know about it that isn't as time consuming, but is a little bit scarier that I think we forget about. And so you can have really strong skills and not have as strong a reputation. And like I said, the opposite could be true. You can have a really strong reputation and not have super strong skills. And unfortunately, you will probably see this around you where someone will get promoted or hired into a really big position and you'll kind of like give them the side eye and be like, wait, what? Right? And that's because there's something about their reputation, their perception, how they were perceived that made people want to give them that opportunity or put them in that role. Now, I also want to acknowledge that there's so much inequality with this and bias plays a role in this also. And so I don't want to oversimplify this and say it's just about reputation. I want to point out that in this episode, I'm only talking about reputation for the purpose of just isolating that as a topic so I can explain it as clearly as possible. But for sure, decisions of like who to put in what positions in an organization are not always fair. They're not always based on like true meritocracy or what makes sense or what is like equitable and just. And that it sucks. But I my hope is that in the tools that I'm going to share with you in this series on reputation, you are equipped to support yourself if you are in an environment that isn't always fair and supportive of you. Because, I mean, these environments should be way different and way more fair than they are. But one of the things that's in your hands is to make sure that you have really powerful tools for navigating through that environment so that you can get to the end goal that you want to get to. So that's the first thing that I want to share, which is reputation does not equal skills. The second thing that I want to share is that reputation is intangible, and I think this is why it gets so neglected, and I think it's why we just like don't think about it. So I want you to think about your resume. Your resume is a piece of paper, or probably digital, right? Your resume is bits on a computer or whatever the units that make up what's on a computer are called, but it's a thing, right? Like you can look at it. You can point to it. You can see it. Your resume is a thing you can see. Your reputation, I want you to think about it as an invisible resume. We don't have a document out there that represents our reputation, but that doesn't mean our reputation doesn't exist. And the way that you can think about it is if you did, if everyone who knows you professionally did a brain dump and dumped all of their thoughts about you into a document, that document would contain, like, that would be your reputation. 
And one thing that is helpful in terms of thinking about your reputation and how I like to think about it is like a piggy bank with coins in it. Because I love to think about your reputation as this thing that you keep building to and adding to over time. And also similar to a piggy bank, you add the coins to make it more valuable. You make your reputation more valuable, just like you add to the piggy bank. But not all coins are created equal, right? So like if you have a piggy bank filled with pennies versus a piggy bank filled with quarters versus a piggy bank stuffed with like bills, like paper bills, the piggy bank with the higher units in it is going to be worth far more than the piggy bank filled with pennies. And this gets to the dimension of influence. So tons of people work with you in your professional environment. The people who have the most influence, uh, they play the heaviest role in your professional reputation. So the people who are more senior than you, who are in leadership positions, those they're like the quarters and the dollar bills in the piggy bank. And the more you have people of influence who believe that you are really good and who hold a really strong reputation about you in their minds, the stronger and more valuable your reputation becomes. Not that the dimes and the nickels and the pennies don't matter. I really think that like we should be the leader that we want to be no matter who we're around. We should just always be that person and let everyone see us in that same way, which can be really challenging. Uh, but when it comes to influencing and when it comes to career progression and your growth, it's really important to understand that the different people, the different coins in the piggy bank have different value and different impact. And this is why it can be so helpful and so important to have stakeholders and advocates who believe in you who are in positions of authority because that is a really, really powerful way to show a future employer or a future team that you want to join that you are the right person for the team because that leader, their opinion of you and how they hold your reputation in their minds is going to have a lot of clout. Okay. The last foundational piece that I'm going to share with you when it comes to professional reputation, and then I'm going to close this out and have this be part one, and this is probably going to be a three-part series. I don't think it's going to end up fitting in two episodes. I think it's going to be too long. But the last thing that I want to share with you about professional reputation, and this is perhaps the most important, and I'll share some personal perspectives on this because I think you'll probably find that helpful is that your confidence and how you feel about yourself and whether you doubt yourself or have imposter syndrome or whether you feel strong and solid in who you are in the workplace, that's going to have a huge impact on your professional reputation. So the way that you can think about it is your professional reputation is what everyone else thinks of you and then there's what you think of you. And what you think of you is going to impact what everyone else thinks of you. Now, this can get really complicated, right? Because, for example, I had a lot of self-doubt. I thought I was not very good at my job. I, I had times where I just had like major imposter syndrome, major, major. I'll probably do a whole episode on my journey through imposter syndrome so I can explain the phases of it to you. But there was a time when I really believed I am just not very good at this. Like I, I'm going to get found out and this career path that I'm on is just going to go kaput. I thought that was true. Now, people around me 
saw different things in me. There were people around me that saw that I was really skilled. But the more that I started to believe that I was good at what I did, and the more I felt confident, the more my reputation followed how I felt. And it is because how you feel about yourself and your imposter syndrome and your confidence, which I put all of that under the umbrella of mindset, all of that stuff impacts your behavior at work. It impacts your macro behavior. So it impacts like what roles you go for, what promotions you go for, all of that stuff. And it impacts your micro behavior. It impacts whether you share that idea in a meeting. It impacts whether you make small talk with that person, right? The way that you're thinking about yourself and your relative level of like self-doubt versus learning how to harness confidence is going to influence these micro and macro decisions that you make at work. And those decisions are going to feed into your reputation. And I don't want you to think that like you're going to have a horrible reputation if you're not super confident and speaking up all the time. It's not like that tightly correlated, right? The more the, the way that I want you to think about it and the way that it was in my career and a way that I think is way more like empowering and less self-punishing is to think about it as like you're probably underestimating yourself right now and you're probably way better at your job than you think you are and what people think and what people would say about you is probably much better than what you think. You would probably be very pleasantly surprised by it. However... As you feel better about yourself and as you start showing up as a true leader who is bolder and braver and takes a little bit more risk, what people think about you is going to elevate to the next level. And that is when you are going to become the person who is really on that track to leadership, right? Who is like, is moving up at an accelerated rate and who is someone who is going to be running a big team or running a big company or moving into a bigger, more exciting position, whatever that means for you, for wherever you're at in your career. And so what you think about yourself in some ways is going to mirror some, but not all, some of what other people think about you. You can think about it a little bit like a fashion show runway. I use this analogy in like some of my workshops and things. But when someone, if a model's like really confident on the runway, we are gonna want the clothes. As an audience, we're gonna be like, oh my gosh, like she's really like the way she's walking and the way she looks in that, I wanna wear that dress, you know? And it's, it's the same for you. When you feel confident, you have a strength and a strut and a power and people see that and it shapes how they view you, right? And you're not selling the clothes like a model, but you're selling the project that you're working on. You're selling yourself, right? And when you feel that way, people think admirably about you. People see you as very impactful and powerful versus if you have a model on the runway who's really scared, we are not going to be excited about the dress. We're going to be like, mm, like, you know, like what's going on here? She she doesn't seem like she's that into this. And so it's the same, right? Like when there when you're really questioning yourself and getting in your head and overthinking things and and really like in the imposter syndrome, 
You will land differently to people around you. You will come off differently to people around you. And again, I don't want you to go into a place of worrying about this and thinking like, oh no, (laughs) this sounds horrible. Like, how am I coming off? I don't think that that's how this works. And that is not what my work is about. I think that for sure you can feel shaky and insecure and you could still do a really good job in your role and you could still give a great presentation and you can still be a very powerful contributor in a meeting. I do not believe in being perfect. But what I do believe in is creating space and permission for your magic to emerge so people aren't just seeing this limited version of you because you're limiting yourself, but actually allowing yourself to show the full breadth of your talents and capabilities to the people around you so they can see the full truth of who you are and experience that full power. So if you experience imposter syndrome and it affects how you show up at work, I don't want you to think, oh, I'm doing something wrong. This is horrible. I'm on the wrong track. What I want you to think about is that there's so much more inside you that is untapped that would help you be more effective in your role, that would help you have more fun in your job, that would help you progress faster, and that would deeply strengthen your professional reputation. And that is what I want to bring out. It's like you have this thing inside you that's so special and so unique and so good and so valuable we don't want to waste it, right? We don't want to allow a lack of confidence or a mindset issue or imposter syndrome to keep that thing from making its way into your workplace. And that is like the mission behind my work. That is the mission behind this show is to bring that out of you. And when you feel good inside and you learn to navigate imposter syndrome and you learn to manage the voices in your head that are telling you that you're not doing it right and that you need to keep quiet and that you need to make sure not to take risks, when you learn to manage that, you have more access to the really good stuff inside you that's gonna distinguish you and that is going to be a powerful, powerful foundation for your professional reputation. You already have the talent that you need to have an incredible, incredibly strong reputation. And if you're having a thought that the topic of professional reputation makes you feel fearful or anxious, and you're having a thought that like, but you're not so good and there are all these things wrong with you, I really want you to stop and recognize that as not the truth, but just a perspective, a negative perspective that you're trying on. You're listening to the inner critic, right? And the invitation here is to see if you are bold enough to take what I'm saying as the truth and say to yourself, oh, I feel this doubt about myself and my capabilities. And that doubt also impacts my professional reputation. How would I look at this and how would I feel if I knew my doubt was wrong, and if I knew that I did actually have something really good to offer, and that it wasn't about me getting better at my job or me making myself perfect, but it was just about me learning to manage the voice that's telling me that I'm missing something or I'm not good enough. And so this is why like mindset is so important from my perspective, and it's so important in the work that I do, because if you're not aware of your mindset, you will think that you are living in a world of truth and a world where you are broken and not good enough, and none of this stuff is going to apply to you or work for you, and you think that that's real, 
And as a result, you never test it. You never test your limits. And what I want to open your mind to is any thoughts that you're having about how good you are at your job might not be true. And in fact, they're not true. And it's those thoughts themselves that are a large part of the problem and not you. You are not the problem. Your skill is not the problem. It's the perspective and that inner critic that is the real problem to be managed. All of this is to say that when you learn to believe in yourself and unlock your confidence and feel strong and amazing and badass in your role and in your work environment, your professional reputation elevates to the next level. And when it elevates to the next level, it further feeds your confidence because you finally have evidence in the outside world that maybe you are really good because you're feeling it and other people are feeling it. And then that those feelings just bounce back to you and it creates this upward spiral and it helps you progress and it helps you move forward. And that is what I want to help you with. And so I'm gonna close out part one here with these foundations. I'm guessing that this has you thinking about certain things and thinking about your own professional reputation. And if you're thinking, okay, I want to think about this more, I want to take action to build a stronger professional reputation, I really want to take this seriously as part of my professional growth, tune in to the next parts of this series. I'm going to tell you exactly what your professional reputation is made up of and exactly what actions you can begin to take to strengthen those components of your professional reputation. So I'm gonna walk you through that, but what's so important and what is underlying all of this is that you have to be willing to try on the belief that you are good and you have lots to offer. That's underlying all of this. You have to be willing to challenge the imposter syndrome, to challenge the fear, to challenge the lack of confidence. I could give you all the steps and all the advice in the world, but if you're not willing to challenge that perspective, then it's going to be very hard to implement the advice or you're going to do what a lot of people do, which is you're going to listen to the podcast, but you're not going to go change in the outside world. And that's why it's so, so important to be aware of your perspective and aware of your mindset and see how that is impacting how you are acting and how you are taking the information that I'm sharing and putting it into practice. Okay, so to sum up, there's more coming, but also as you listen to the steps that I share, be really aware of the voice of the inner critic in your mind and the voice of doubt and make a conscious choice about how you want to relate to that voice and what role you want that voice to play and how you approach building your reputation. Because if you can make a choice, then you can build your reputation from a positive, empowered place rather than a place of feeling like, well, I suck at my job, but I do want to have a powerful reputation. So I'm going to like try to build it while feeling like really weird and really insecure and really shaky. We don't want you to go down that path. We want you to go down the path of like, oh, I don't have to listen to that voice. Like I can practice bringing myself back to the truth of how I am at my job, which is, okay, maybe I'm not perfect, but I'm pretty damn good. All right. That brings us to the end. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to grab my free ebook on assertiveness or my free course on executive presence, you can go over to the show notes or justguzzik.com, justguzzikcoaching.com slash free resources, and I'll link it below. And if you would like support and if you want to work with me directly on your career progression, your confidence, your voice, come check out my coaching. You can go to justguzzitcoaching.com slash coaching and learn more about how I can help you 
in a one-on-one capacity to get yourself where you want to be professionally. And you can also work with me through my corporate workshops and speaking and group coaching. So if you have a women's group at your company or a team that would benefit from learning communication skills or workshops on speaking up and confidence, please feel free to shoot me a note at just email me jessica at theartofspeakingup.com and I would love to connect with you. I'm going to sign off. I hope you have an amazing day. I'm recording this on a Friday, so I'm <laughs> I guess I'm wishing you good weekend vibes in case you're listening on a Friday. But you're probably not listening on a Friday. I think most people listen towards the middle of the week when the episode comes out. But if you are listening on a Friday, have an amazing weekend. Thank you for tuning in. I am so excited for parts. There'll definitely be a part two and maybe a part three, but for the future parts of this series to just juice up your professional reputation. I cannot wait. I will catch you in the rest of the series and have an amazing day.